0: Gentlemen, welcome to the Doctor Script Show. where we're talking about your favorite movies. What was good, what was bad, and how we can fix on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we get solutions to the problems. And I am joined today with my lovely guest, Dr. Sam
1: Taylor. I'm glad that this is a uh, an audio only medium because we <laughs> cannot look.
0: You cannot look. Do not take off your blindfold. Yes, you guys can't see, but we are all wearing blindfolds right now. We're doing the bird box <laughs> challenge today. We are gonna do this whole podcast bird box
1: style <laughs> with not looking and I hope it works out. Yep. <clears throat> also, I really like that. It was the longest favorite I think you've ever done. Yeah, it is. I'm trying I'm breaking records left and right, you know.
0: <laughs> Doctor Script show. <laughs> but uh yeah, so in case you guys didn't know, uh we're doing bird box today. Yes. And, man, what a phenomenon this has been. What a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I'm surprised that this movie in particular is, like, the one. It is pretty weird. I'll agree. Like... I think Netflix knew what they were doing, and purposely—I I wouldn't be surprised if their marketing team had, like, a whole meme division, where they just made memes out of this. Yeah, did they just Russian bot, like, shared it on Facebook with everybody,
1: and just somehow it became a thing?
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't th- think it's out of the realm. I remember on Reddit, there was this one person who was like, Hey, guys, we just need to give props to Bird Box and their marketing team. Like, it's everywhere. And then all the comments were like— yeah, and now it's on here. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> but that's how great BirdBox was—is they had to create an account just to just to make
1: that statement. Yeah, you know, um, I gotta give props, words too. But so whether Netflix influenced the the election or not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, so many people have seen BirdBox,
0: mostly because of the memes. It's yep. been seen, like, what, 80 million times? Something like that. I don't know how many of those they just count that are just like, oh, okay, I'm done watching The Office, and now it turned on to yeah. Bird Box. They, the the, the th- thing that they say that they count
1: it is if you watch at least 70% of the movie. That's their thing that they say. Mm. But listen, Netflix, <laughs> we're not here to talk any trash. We're very, we're very happy. I'm, I like my subscription. <laughs> oh, yes, please don't cancel my subscription. But honestly, if they did do that, they had some really funny memes, like... The whole thing with them, you know, in, in like with her, uh, Sandra Bullock with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. uh, so many, so many great things. Yep. <laughs> NFL refs, <laughs> It's like, <laughs> oh
0: look, they're doing the bird box challenge. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, so what are what are your actual thoughts on the movie itself beyond the memes? I went in with extremely low expectations because people told me it was at best like mediocre or whatever. So I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. This wasn't terrible. I liked it a lot. Well, I shouldn't say I liked it a lot, but I liked it from yeah. what I thought I was going to get. I thought we were going to get another, like, low-key happening, <laughs> and it's it points, it's like that, but it do- never gets as campy as the happening. Yeah,
1: what'd you think? I mean, yeah, basically the exact same thing. The reviews were super middling, but everyone online loved it, so I was like, I bet it's going to be, like, actually bad. And it wasn't as bad. Like there were the the parts that were thrilling and suspenseful. Were very thrilling and suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Some of the parts where they're just interacting, kind of like as people, not my favorite stuff. Uh, not the, not the best stuff. But in the uh, director Suzanne Beer, really knows how to like direct a suspense. Do you know what else she's done? Uh, her most recent thing was a miniseries called The Night Manager. She won an Emmy for directing that. She did, like, a movie with Bradley Cooper and, uh, and Jennifer Lawrence a while ago called Serena, which, (laughs) Pacific Rim 2, callback, am I right? Uh, I'm trying to see some of her other stuff. Oh, she directed a movie called In a Better World that I think was nominated for uh, Best Foreign Film. Mm. Oh, no, it won for Best Foreign Film. Never mind, she's an Academy Award winning director. Wow. Uh, Uh, she won for that one. Uh... Yeah, so she's. I think she's somewhat newer to American cinema, but she uh, definitely has a lot of uh, a lot of stuff under her belt.
0: Damn, I did not realize she was so experienced in film. I thought this is one of her first films out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's not super new. Definitely new to American cinema, but uh, good <laughs> good for her. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think we should just uh, dive straight in. You feeling it? Sure. All right. Let's uh, summarize this bad boy. <laughs> so we open up with this shot of a river going down and talking and that we hear this voice of her being like yes it's a uh, really tough to do and it's uh, going to be really hard one of you want to take off your blindfolds or whatever." But i hope you don't have any children with you <laughs> it's going to be
1: very difficult to manage with children and then we cut to an extreme close-up of sandra bullock giving instructions saying all right no matter what you do don't take off your blindfold She's, like, a
0: little more brutal than that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, please, I won't be as cruel as Sandra Bullock in this movie. She's like, if you take off your blindfolds, I'll never love you, basically. <laughs> you will die,
1: and it'll be all your fault. And it slowly backs out, and you can see that she's talking to two small children. Then they put on blindfolds, they step out into the wilderness, and follow some string, and they go to a boat. Yes. And this is exactly where the memes begin, because... She
0: and her blindfolded children get in a boat and just row downstream blindfolded. Yep. And so then we cut back to five years earlier, and Sandra Bullock is now painting some stuff. And we notice she's pregnant. Oh, oh snap. snap. Uh, and then she's
1: visited by her sister, uh, who's played by Sarah Paulson. And the two of them give a lot of good character quips. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quentin Tarantino would be proud. Uh, Really, really quippy characters. And Sarah Paulson's like, man, you you really need to call mom. And she's like, I don't want to call mom. She's like, listen, back on our horseback riding days, we would talk to mom all the time. And dad was such a deadbeat, wasn't he? And uh, And then she says like a weird thing. She's like, yeah, you can't just ignore your pregnancy and hope it goes away. I'm wondering if Sandra Bullock actually thought that that would happen. <laughs> like, if I don't acknowledge my pregnancy, maybe it just won't happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how it works, right? Yep, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah okay, good to know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, at some point, like, they also just very casually drop that, like, thousands of people have killed themselves in Russia. Yeah, what? It's, because it, it's the whole crux of the movie, but, like, there's also quipping over it. Like, they're like, oh, this crazy thing happened in Russia. People are going to grocery stores and, like taking out all their supplies and going away, and then Cinder Bullock's like, that's only in Russia, who cares?
0: <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, I get it. Sort of like, if you see things happening that aren't affecting you, you're just more like, eh, whatever. But Wait, did you just say, something's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like something is happening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later, too. Uh, so sure. then, Sandra Bullock's sister takes her out to go to the hospital. They checked her stomach and she's doing fine and everything but Sandra Bullock doesn't really seem super jazzed about having this kid and so the doctor recommends giving the kid up to an orphanage or whatever and she gives her a pamphlet and everything. Mm-hmm. Sandra takes the we're also just going to call them by their actors Yeah, names, actor right? names because okay. like, their uh, character names are not very well defined. No. She takes the pamphlet and is walking outside and she knows some strange things happening. A woman just starts to beating her head against the glass of the hospital.
1: That's when Sandra Bullock's like, it's happening. Oh. They if said anyone, the title.
0: They said the title. No.
1: If anyone remembers our The Happening Doctor script, uh, a similar thing happened to Mrs. Jones. Oh, God. R.I.P. Mrs. Jones. R.I.P. Mrs. Jones. But yeah, so, uh, she gets in the car with Sarah Paulson and they're both like, it's happening here. And then they just start racing out. A fully end of the world scenario. People are like, running, like,
0: the cars are, like, going off the road. It's crazy. Okay, yeah, so it's basically the whole apocalypse is happening. Everything's crazy. Uh, the Sandra Bullock sister is like, Oh, my phone's ringing. Can you go grab it? Sandra Bullock turns around to grab it, and then you just see her sister being like, Oh, my God. Mom? And she, like, gets the bird box eyes, where it gets very, like, reptilian-looking. And she crashes the car. And, dude, this was a cool crash. Yeah. Like... You know, I gotta give props to what it is. I like seeing a good car crash. Well, because you know. Sarah
1: Paulson's, like, trying to steer it into traffic, and, like, Sandra Bullock's like, no, you're not gonna do that. Like, pulling the wheel. And then she just, like, flips it and just gets, like, all all messed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, We live in L.A., so we see some good car crashes. <laughs> we see but. some messed up <laughs> stuff. Uh, but then the part after that is kind of cool, too. Well, not cool, but, like, Sandra Bullock like, climbs out of the car, and Sarah Paulson just wandering around. And she just, like... Sees a truck coming and just
0: walks straight in front of it. Yeah, dude, this gets nuts. That was this is brutal. so chaotic and it gets brutal too. Like it gets hard to watch.
1: So also, now, because they cast Sarah Paulson, I thought she was gonna be in it like a lot more. So that was a surprising like kill. Ugh, it was brutal too. God, yeah, because you see it a little bit. Like they they cut
0: away just after it, but you see like the body hit the truck. Ugh. And so now Sandra Bullock is running away. This one woman at a house notices that she's pregnant and goes out to save her. And this one guy, played by John Malkovich, is just like, don't go after her. And she's like, she's pregnant. She goes, like, picks Sandra Bullock up and then sees something. She's like, dad, dad. And she gets them bird box eyes. Yeah. And she gets the bird box eyes. And she just gets up, goes into a flaming car, opens it and just sits in it. And then explodes. Yeah. And you see John Malkovich is like, you can't see me right now, but my mouth is open. and just, No, like, don't look shock. at him.
1: <laughs> He's like so just stunned and like doesn't have like an emotional reaction. And then uh, another guy uh, played by Trevante Rhodes, if anyone saw Moonlight, he picks up Sandra Bullock, takes her inside that same house. And there's like this group of like eight people or so. Mm-hmm. We've got Sandra Bullock, Trevante Rhodes, John Malkovich. Uh, B.D. Wong, who's, like, the guy who owns the house. Yes. Two young people, uh, one's Machine Gun Kelly. Which was so bizarre, but we'll get into that. <laughs> a police cadet woman,
0: uh, and an, an older woman who's, like, I don't we really got her backstory. But. No, she's old woman, who's nice. Yeah, she's old woman. Yeah, old woman. Yeah, so now they're talking about surviving and, like, being together and whatever. John Malkovich is being a dick. It's gonna be a common theme in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, I forgot one more person. Uh,
1: Lil Rel Howery plays a shopkeeper named Charlie who's writing a, a, a post-apocalyptic novel. They use that as, like, a, th- a part of his character where he's, like, he knows how to operate in this world because he's writing a novel.
0: <laughs> I guess that's not the worst idea for
1: and, knowing how to survive, but... They, I mean, that's more of a comedy, like, route, because that's really funny.
0: <laughs> he's like, don't worry, I can I can handle this because I've been writing this these young adult books. It's weird because they mention, like, Religion and like, oh, it is the apocalypse or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's not really and then they never bring that up again Yeah, I think that was supposed
1: to be their thing where like little real harry is like He he's like supposed to be bringing up like different possibilities and like people are like that's how you're like Oh, he's crazy. Like we shouldn't believe him He's just a weird guy which what makes his like scene later even more heroic.
0: Yeah, eh, that's true But it is also distracting to bring up so many religious icons Well, yeah, cuz I'm trying to like connect it to it and stuff then and nope, nope Nope They do that um, a lot in this, I feel like. So yeah, They
1: start covering all the all the windows and everything to be like, all right, so they kind of figure out that if you look at it, you die, or you end up trying to kill yourself. So they cover all the windows, they like black out everything. Uh, yeah, they black out everything. Everyone <laughs> gets blacked up. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after a little while, uh, they want to figure out if, if you can only die by looking directly at it. So BD Wong elects to tie himself to a chair and look at the security cameras around his house to see if just looking at it through a screen will
0: actually make you immune to it. And Uh, so everyone else is, like, just sort of minding their own business as B.B. Wong is watching these video security tapes. And you see him looking, and just these leaves go up in there. And then his eyes are like, bird box. Bird box. And so then you see John Malkovich, and you just hear this, like... And then people run in to B.B. Wong's office and they see he's flipped a table and now has flipped himself to hit his head on bricks or something like that. I mean, dude, that is crazy. Like, (laughs) how did he tie
1: tied in it on a chair? How did he flip a table and just launch himself?
0: onto like the side of like the fireplace or whatever. Dude, it's just that core muscles, you know. BB okay. Wong's getting jacked for <laughs> Jurassic World 4 or three or whatever. Exactly.
1: He's got to, he's got to keep it together. But yeah, so that happens. Sorry, BD Wong. RIP. RIP, and then after that, uh they hear knocking at a door at the door and everyone's like, "Oh, should we let them in? should we let them in?" And John Malkovich is like, "No, we shouldn't let them in." And Sandra Bullock and Travante Rhodes like, we should, we should see if she's going to come in. They're they're like, all right, everybody close your eyes. And he hands her a blanket through the outside, through the door. He's like, all right, can you, like, cover up, like, some... I forget what he asked her to cover up. Her eyes, right? Maybe, but I think she was, she was already out there, so, like, I don't know if he said that specifically.
0: I mean, we've established
1: these people aren't the smartest. <laughs> yeah, so, but basically, he invites her in, and John Malkovich really wants to kick her out. But Sandra Bullock sees, uh uh-oh, this girl's also pregnant.
0: Ruh-roh. Also, good on her note. Never mind, I'm not saying that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know what you were going to say. And I thought the same thing when I watched it. Yeah, so Sandra Bullock realizes that she's pregnant and is like, no, we have to take her in and stuff. And John Malkovich is just like, these people having hearts and being nice, I don't like it. I mean, later on that night, they all kind of like bond a little
1: bit. Sandra Bullock and uh, Olympia, because that's one of the weird names. Uh, they, <laughs> they talk about being pregnant together, and Olympia's like, hey, you know, it's really cool that we're all together. I want to name my daughter <laughs> Jasmine or... Uh, Cinderella. So I can just call her Ella. Yeah. Which, uh, millennial pregnant women. Yeah,
0: God. <laughs> want to name all their, their children after Disney characters. Have you seen the one woman who named her kid, like, ABCD? Yeah. How do you even pronounce it? Oh mm-hmm. I I read that and that's how she says it's pronounced as Absody. Setting your kid up for a lot of bullying. It's listen, like naming your kid
1: BJ. <laughs> listen, you never want a victim blame, but like, you know. Yeah. You, why'd you name your kid Absidy? <laughs> Alright, moving back on. Moving back on. Also Sandra Bullock while trying to like wander through the house and like see people walks on Machine Gun Kelly and the
0: police kid that just having sex in the other room. And there's basically your character arc for Machine Gun Kelly and the cop. Yep. It's just like, hey, I don't want to sleep with you. Well, it's the end of the world. Okay. Okay. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that's it. And then uh, then she talks to Travante Rhodes. They have,
1: like, a nice little back and forth. They just talk for a bit, and then... Yeah, and then they go to the supermarket the next day, because they're like... Right. Well, not the next day, but it's been a few days at this point. The guy, Charlie's just like, oh, yeah, I have the keys to the supermarket around the corner. And out loud, <coughs> uh, I think it's John Malkovich or Sandra Bullock, just says... And you just decided to tell us now? (laughs) Which
0: is a very fair point. Yeah, no, it's true. And so they're all giving him crap like, why would you not let us, why wouldn't you let us know this? And then Sandra Bullock is like, hey, we know about it now. And it's totally one of those things where the writers are like, all right, again, it's like Jack Sparrow where he's like, it's overly complicated. And they're like, no, but it's fine because you just pointed out that it's complicated.
1: Yeah, they just wanted to have another plot point and they didn't want to do it too soon. So... Uh, but yeah! Basically, Sandra Bullock, Devontae Rose, John Malkovich, the cop woman, and Lil Rel go to the supermarket. Well, they get in, they get in the car. Yes, and they
0: black out all the windows. Yeah, man, you, they need to go to the supermarket get more alcohol. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's it's such a like a weird like it's both suspenseful and very very silly at the same time. The scene itself works, but the, like, idea of it is pretty stupid because they were like, oh, yeah, the supermarket's just down a block. We'll use the GPS, which I'm like, yeah, that's smart. But we just saw before you got into this house that there are wreckage and cars and dead bodies everywhere. Like, you're going to hit some things you don't expect to hit. (laughs) Well, but don't don't you know that the car has the
1: sensors that tell you when you're close to another car, which... I mean, I I hope it was product placement because that's a great, that's a great product placement for that car.
0: It is, but I don't know any cars that do that. Like that show you that, oh, beep, beep, you're close. Like making, that would be awful in bumper to bumper traffic. (laughs) No, my parents have those cars. You know, you probably listen to a really cool podcast or something and then you just hear this beep, 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 (laughs) beep. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, it doesn't usually ignite until, or not ignite, but like start up until you get like within like a foot of the next car. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Which, you have to get really close to that at that point. I feel like they would have hit something. Well, I mean, who cares also? Like, these cars are not going to be worth as much as they are right now. Like, yeah. you can get a couple dings. Yeah, but we don't, I mean, if you don't want to run, like, run into something like big, because what if it's like, you know, an
1: overturned bus, and you just run into it, and it just, like, crushes like the front part of your car?
0: Just go five miles per hour, just get a little <laughs> ding. The lights won't work, but it's okay. But yeah, so they go off in their
1: car, and they drive the supermarket completely blinded, yes. and... At some point, though, the the sensor goes off, like all around them.
0: Yeah, so they're stuck in the middle, and they're like, "Oh wait, so there's something up there." And it's like beep beep, and then like stops, and then wait another minute, and all the sensors are going off, yeah. like every side. The car is moving back and forth. This was a cool scene. Yeah. This was like I sort of give a pass of all the stupid GPS stuff for the scene because mm-hmm. it really does build tension, it's creative and efficient. Like, I was a little like, ooh, yeah. wow. Don't, don't open up, don't look into the light.
1: No, they, uh, if anything, this movie definitely found a lot of new things to do. Because, like, most, most movies stick to tropes and stuff, but that was really cool. Yeah. And so, he just powers forward the car, just, like, either barrels through whatever's there or scares it off.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about this one scene where we see this couple who was in the house originally, mm-hmm. and now they're dead on the sidewalk, and Cervante Rhodes just like runs over the dude's head and I'm like, wow, that was so unnecessary. But like I mean sorta it, cool. It makes and sense br- though, because it was like, just brutal. Yeah. Well you don't see the head hit, but like
1: you hear everyone hears it and they like know what that sound is. Yeah. So he's just like, It's a speed bump and then yeah. he hits it again, it's like as the girl's just like, That's not a speed bump. <laughs> but yeah, so at some point they make it to the grocery store, Lil Rel lets them inside, And they just start
0: exploring the supermarket with so much food. Yep, this is literally like their heaven and everything. John Malkovich immediately goes to the alcohol section and just literally starts pounding back. Yep. And he brings, everyone's getting their supplies. And then John Malkovich, who's like a little drunk now, brings everyone around and he's like, Guys, 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 we are making the apocalypse great again. And Yeah, I don't know why he said that. Because it hadn't, there was no political undertones of this at
1: all, and they never mentioned the president being involved in anything at all. It's just they heard they heard a buzzy uh, phrase mm-hmm. and decided that they're gonna put it in their movie. Yep, uh, cool, whatever. Cool. Well, also that uh, uh, when they're looking for food, uh, Trevante Rhodes and Sandra Bullock are like both looking for stuff. and She picks up a few things. And they start talking about where they came from, and they actually apparently, like, lived pretty close to each other originally. Travante Rhodes like, oh, so, like, in another life, maybe we could have met in a normal way. And Cedric just looks at him and is like, I could have been your babysitter. Yep. And Travante Rhodes says, my hot babysitter. Ayo. It's a weird pickup line, but all right.
0: Yeah, uh, Okay. Hey, it works out
1: for him in the end, so yeah. spoiler alert. But uh, at some point, they also hear banging on, on a back door. Yes. And they all start approaching it. Oh, also, Santa Bullock grabs a bunch of birds. Uh, she's holding on to some birds, because apparently she figured out at some point that birds could sense when the creatures are coming. Uh, sure. I
0: don't
1: know. I, I remember it being like a very quick thing where she's like, I think birds can tell when these things happen. And everyone just looks at her and is like, okay. Actually, though, before that happens, John Malkovich makes a very good point and says... Hey, what if we just
0: stay at the grocery store? Yes, that's a good idea. And everyone totally dismays him or, like, disregards it, being like, no, no, we need to save everyone else and stuff and, like, make sure they survive, which, yeah. Yeah,
1: but you could just bring everyone (laughs) to the grocery store (laughs) instead of just being like, what if we just stay here? It's like, John Malkovich, you're almost there. You're super close to being there. What if you stay here? And then Trevante Rhodes goes and picks up everybody else and brings them to the grocery store.
0: Yeah, that's literally what you need to do. Get, get a couple of twin mattresses or whatever, yeah. and then you're set. But nope, everyone else is like, we're not assholes, which, yeah, you bring the food back, or
1: you bring everyone to the food. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a similar point to when in a quiet place where they go to that waterfall that one time, and then they're like, hey, why don't they just move to the waterfall? Which, it's a little different. Yeah. Because you but, can't live at a waterfall. No. So yeah, so that happens, and then they hear ba- him uh, pounding on the back door. Lil' Rel hears the voice, and he's like, Oh, hey, that's uh, Fishfingers. <laughs> they're like, who's Fish Fingers?" like, oh, he's a guy who used to work here. He was a little crazy, but uh, I didn't know he was still here. And the guy's calling out, and he's like, Lil' Rel, how are you? I forget what his character's name yeah, is.
0: Charlie. Charlie,
1: Charlie. you got to let me in. I, I don't know what's going to happen. John Malco's just like, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. But everyone else is like, okay, what if we open the door slowly and then see if he's okay? And they crack it open a little bit, and then Fish fingers starts pounding on. It's like you have to see, you have to see what's happening. And they're trying to push the door back, but Charlie's off to the side. He's like, I don't know what to
0: do. And then he's like, F it! And he literally just runs and chucks the crazy fingers guy <laughs> into the freezer. And then they shut the door, mm-hmm. and they see that. Oh, they're like, Charlie, Charlie. And then we see this pool of blood go underneath. And they're all, we just hear crazy fish finger guys being like, you all need to see, you all need to see. Fish fingers and whatever creature is
1: in there. Charlie sees it, kills himself, and then the guy just goes back to being like, guys, can
0: you help me? It's like, you can't fool them twice. I also would like, if I'm John Malkovich or something, or any of the people, I would write a note on that door for anyone else that comes by. Be like, do not, he is crazy. Yes. And... But yeah, this is also at the
1: point of the movie where we figure out that crazy people, people who, like, are actually mentally insane, aren't as
0: affected uh, by Bird
1: Box yeah. as everyone else.
0: And this is one of the things that just does not make sense in the movie, where... Why do crazy people, uh, like, form, like, a cult around these creatures? Yeah, and it's not even, like, what do you define as crazy? Or, like, a mental illness is what they say. Is generalized anxiety disorder.
1: Yeah. Like, if people have to just take, like, some Xanax, are they just gonna turn into a cult of these people? <laughs> I I assume Sandra Bullock's character has taken a, a buttload of Xanax. Yeah.
0: So I feel like she would be affected in that way, too. But who knows? Who knows? And so now these our characters go back to the house, and everyone out the house is like, where's Charlie? They're like... He didn't make it. Well, the John Malkovich says, well, that's another novel I'm not going to have to read. are like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Oh, God. He's just so... He's, like, doesn't care what anyone thinks, and he's just such a dick. And it, it makes him great, <laughs> but a pretty bad guy. Yeah. Like, they talk about later, or earlier in the movie, where, like, oh, John Malkovich is suing B.B. Wong because B.B. Wong's doing something different with his house, and he's trying to make it all glass or something. Sandra Bullock's like, why do you care? And he's like, I have to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, you sort of get get what his character is like on
1: that. Exactly. But yeah, at some point they come back, everyone's, you know, really sad about it. Later on that night, Machine Gun Kelly and the cop just steal the car. And we never hear from them again.
0: Yeah, we assume they go to the supermarket, I guess. But we were just saying how big of a dick John Malkovich was. Yeah. Wow Machine Gun Kelly like, And also they
1: were like a little bit likable Like the girl was like really trying hard to like be part of the group uh, Machine Gun Kelly didn't really do a whole lot He was just popping pills Yeah he was just there And I thought this is going to be something we'll tackle in surgery And then I think later on that night uh, Olympia is like Please take care of my baby in case anything happens to me And Sandra Bullock's like oh no <laughs> and, then, and then Olympia's like kind of pushing on it's like, Please promise me promise me And she's like okay fine I'll do it I'll take your baby also foreshadowing. Yeah, not even subtly, but no. okay. I think this is the point when uh, when Olympia lets another stranger into the house. Yes. But this time they there was no like discussion with the group, no nothing. She just opens the door because the guy was banging on. Is like help, let me in, and everyone else is like,
0: dude, you can't do that. And she's like, I'm sorry, I just remembered when I was in that situation that I really needed help, and so now they're like interrogating this new guy. Do we have a name for him? His name is Gary. Gary. Yeah, new guy Gary. And, but yeah,
1: John Malfoy just keeps yelling. It's like, we can't let him in. We've got to get rid of him. Leave now. And the guy, Gary's like, no, no, no. I was with a group of, like, co-workers. We were all out together. And this group of crazy people just kidnapped us and forced us to look at the, at, at the bird box. It's not called the bird box, but yeah. I don't know what to call them.
0: The creatures. The creatures.
1: And then John Malfoy asks the very good question. Did you see it? And he's like, no,
0: no, I didn't. I promise. Yeah. And it's just a bit odd because we've seen everyone that has gotten the bird box. you seen the, the creatures or whatever. They, they get it, the bird box eyes. Yeah. Which
1: like makes your eyes all like glossy and like, like weirdly like celestial. And uh, this guy doesn't seem to have it.
0: No. So John Malkovich is not having this new guy, Gary, around. And he's like, gets his shotgun. He's like, you need to leave or else I'm going to kill you. And then everyone's like, whoa, 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 John Malkovich, don't do that. And we just see this pot hit John Malkovich's head and he collapses, passed out, and it's old Lynn in like, all right, let's take him to the garage or whatever. Yeah, so they take him to the garage,
1: lock the door. He wakes up at some point, but he's all locked away. But this is some inopportune timing because moments later, both Sandra Bullock and Olympia go into
0: labor. Oh man. The worst time, they're all literally, their waters are breaking. They go upstairs, and Old Woman is helping them give yeah. birth and everything. Which Sure, we can gloss over the fact that she knows exactly how to deliver two babies at once. You know, you gotta... It's weird <laughs> she knows that. You can say set it up that she was a nurse or a doctor, but not my biggest complaint. Well, all of this is happening, though. Downstairs, Gary's left by
1: himself, and he just starts taking out some pieces of paper, laying them out on the table, and
0: they're not, uh... They're not pretty drawings. No, they do not look like her. his daughter drew them or anything. It looks like he's a part of a cult, maybe? Really into some uh, Cthulhu stuff. And now he's looking them over and everything. And then he starts opening all the
1: windows, and then you finally see the bird box eyes. Mm-hmm. Which I guess could mean that maybe if, because he looked at the pictures, he was, like, kind of entranced. And he didn't, like, he wasn't fully there. But then when he looked out the window, he finally, like, fully accepted it. It's a very, it's a very thin, thin thing. Yeah, this is one Maybe of the the book
0: goes into it weaker parts of it, but whatever. So John Malkovich, is awake, looking at everything. Gary takes all the birds and puts them in a, like, it's wine like refrigerator cellar or yeah. yeah. And he opens up everything. He's, like, trying to get, John Malkovich is trying to get other people's attention. Devante Rhodes comes down, and you see John Malkovich is like, Devante, like, they're doing this, they're doing that. And Devante Rhodes gets knocked out, and Gary goes up to John Malkovich... And he's just, like, deadass looking at him. Clicks the garage clicker, and the garage goes up, and John Malkovich is like, No! 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 And he's closing his eyes and everything, and you're like, Oh, no. No, no! Bye, John Malkovich. But
1: after the births are successful, everybody's happy. Gary comes upstairs with his crazy bird box eyes, and he's like, Look at those babies! Those babies need to see! And he opens
0: the windows, and Olympias looks outside and sees them. Yep. Yeah. And so she literally, this is another very happening moment, at full sprint, is running.
1: Which, at first she tries to walk out with her baby. Like, she's uh-huh. holding the baby, and then Sandra Bullock just, like, yells at her, give me your baby for one moment, just give me your baby for a second, it's okay. I'll take your baby for just one minute. And, like, finally she just lets go of the baby, and then...
0: Full sprint, jumps out a window, doesn't jump out great, so she, like, hook lines herself, hits the roof, and falls down, and just is dead. Yeah. Sandra Bulk is under the covers with the baby holding him. The old woman's trying to protest, like, no, I don't want to look. And Gary forces her eyes open, and she sees, and she takes scissors and just shanks herself in the neck. Which is also similar to the happening with that girl with the hairpin. Yeah. But also, that's
1: where one of the big memes comes from, where he's just holding her eyes and just, like, prying them open. <laughs> but that's when John Malkovich comes upstairs. Yes. And he survived, and he's got the shotgun. But he's not looking because he doesn't want to look out the window, so he's, like, blindly, like, trying to aim at Gary. Yes. And Gary just, like,
0: goes, like, steps back and forth, like,
1: don't worry about it, I'm over here. <laughs> Open your eyes, it's okay, everything's fine.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, and so then Malkovich just nails him in the shoulder, and Gary's like, ow! Yeah, and then he just, like, also runs full sprint, just, like, throws John Malkovich off of the uh, the stairwell. And they both hit the ground, they're both, like, winded, Gary comes and stabs Malkovich in the chest with scissors, yeah. and his blood runs over, and he's like, I'm sorry. You weren't able to see it. And <laughs> Malkovich is like, bleh. But <laughs> now, um, Gary and Rhodes... Trevante Rhodes, yeah. Trevante Rhodes,
1: yeah, they, yeah. The gun lands in the middle of the two of them, and so Trevante Rhodes is, like, crawling towards the gun. Gary's crawling towards the gun, and they struggle for it, and it's... Again, a similar, like, very silly thing, because they're just grabbing, like, the tips of the gun. It's like, no, I want it. No, I want it. <laughs> and uh, we go back up to Sandra Bullock. She hears a gunshot, and she knows
0: that someone's coming upstairs. And she's, like, freaking out. Someone grabs the blanket, f- pulls it up, and it's Trevante Rhodes. And he's like, it's going to be okay. We're all right. And she's just, like, breaking down, having these two kids and everything. Five years later, back where the movie started, hmm Rhodes and Bullock are now, like, the parents of these two kids who are five. They haven't known any other world except the one that they are in. Well, they're not just two kids. They have very important names. Yes.
1: They're named boy and girl. Wow. Uh, named for the genders
0: that they are assigned <laughs> at birth. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine if she named the, ki- the other way around? How that would... <laughs> I mean, that would have been an interesting way to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's the real social commentary, not the make the apocalypse great again. <laughs> uh, but the, so yeah, the two, so they're all learning kind of how to survive in this world. Travante Rhodes finally gets to bone the hot babysitter. Mm-hmm. Good, um, good for you, man. Way to go. And yeah, so they're just kind of living their lives. And at some point, Travante Rhodes starts telling the kids a story about like what life was like before. And Sandra Bull gets super mad. She's like, no, you can't give them hope. You can't promise them any of these things that they'll never have. And he's like, but that's the point of life, isn't it? To feel things, to dream, even the impossible things. And I'm like, all right, let's, we can, let's
0: keep going. Yeah, but let's uh, zoom by that. And so they've been surviving or whatever. One day, Sandra Bullock is like house raiding, notices that there's this like biker gang of crazy people, yeah. tells Rhodes about it, and they're like, all right, we need to like move out or whatever. They move out. They're raiding this other house, and the biker gang comes back. Well, they're reading the house because the day before they got like a, a, a radio
1: call uh, on their walkie-talkie that said, hey, we're, and that's the, the same radio call that we heard at the beginning where it's like, hey, we have this uh, civilization. We're down the river from where you guys are. Uh, the only way to get here is through the river, but you have to be blindfolded the whole time.
0: But when you get to the rapids, someone's going to have to look. And so now they're debating about it. They're like, oh, are these people good? Are they bad? And Rhodes is basically like, what other choice do we have? And so they start raiding this place. The biker gang shows up, and Rhodes is just like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice myself. You guys go. We'll get 15 extra minutes or whatever. And Sandra Bullock is like, distraught, but it like has to leave. And mm-hmm. Rhodes just goes out blindfolded to fight this biker gang of crazies. Which is a... A weird thing to do. Why don't you just fight
1: them from the second floor of your, of the house? Yeah. Any anything else. But yeah, he goes out in a blindfold holding a gun and there's just like six like biker people. Well, bird box biker people. Right. Because they're crazies. Some, one of them points out that Sandra Bullock's running into the woods and Tremonté Rhodes like uh, just decimates most of them, like without even looking. Yeah. I mean like stormtroopers, take some notes. Watch <laughs> this guy. He can do it without even looking. Yeah. He nails most of them, but he gets shot once. And he's able to take out a couple other people, but he does it by taking off his blindfold. Oh no! Yep, he decided to look because that's the only way to save them. So he. But then there's one that gets away into the woods. Javante Rhodes chases him. All of a sudden, he sees one of the creatures. Uh oh. And he gets them bird box eyes. Mm. But as the guys, uh, the crazy person's running towards Sandra Bullock, he has one last moment of clarity, shoots him, and then just turns the gun on himself. R.I.P. Javante Rhodes. Basically, Sandra Bullock knows what happened. They get to uh, they get t- to safety, and that's when she we like go into the whole
0: thing with the speech from the beginning as well. And now they are like, "All right, we gotta do this." So they get on the boat and start rowing. Yeah, we we did skip over a few things just
1: because it was easier for chron- chronological order. Yeah. Uh, throughout the movie, we cut back and forth between the future and uh, the past, and so I guess we'll just go over kind of some of the,
0: some of the scenes we skipped. Sandra Bullock is, like, rowing down. This one guy's like, hi, do you need some help? Uh, I can help you. You just need to take off your blindfold. <laughs> well, he also is and, like, hey, guys, I shot a deer. You ever see a dead deer before? It's like, okay. Yeah, and so then it's this crazy guy with the bird box eyes, and he's like, you need to take off your blindfold. You need to see. And he comes up to the boat and is trying to attack Sandra Bullock. And blindly, she just has this machete and just nails the dude.
1: Gets him, like, right in the neck, but, like, almost, like, without feeling pain, he's just holding his neck, and it's like, you have to see, and then he just sinks, like, so (laughs) dramatically into the water. Yeah, it was interesting. Yep. Uh, And then at some point, they are still rowing, and they hit, like, uh, they hit, I guess there's, there's, like, a truck, or no, there's another boat in the water, I think, Mm. right? Or was it a truck? There's a truck. Yeah, there's a truck in the water, and they hit the truck. And the bo- and boy, sorry, not the boy. <laughs> boy falls out of the, the boat, and Sandra Bullock scrambles to get him back up. And she's like, hey, are you okay? He's like, I'm so cold. And she's like, okay, don't worry, we'll get some blankets. And then she looks over and is like, oh, no, we are, we're out of blankets and food. And then it's really sad. The boy's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And she's like, oh, no, it's not your fault. So I'm like, she has a heart. I'm glad,
0: you know. That's a motherling heart right there.
1: <laughs> yep. They keep rowing, and they get to, like, a... Uh, like a riverbank mm-hmm. and so she gets off the boat and tells the kids to stay and she finds a uh i don't know what was it like was it like a hospital or like
0: yeah i would say hospital does she really find anything there
1: uh she's looking for stuff but i don't right. think she finds anything no and but the, the sorry not the girl girl thinks that sandra bullock is in trouble so she ties a rope around her waist
0: and leaves the other end in the boat and she starts wandering off into the woods the girl starts to... Sorry, not the girl, girl. Girl starts to leave. Sandra Bullock picks her up, and, like, hounds are like, you can't do that. You were supposed to listen to me. Like, you will die if you don't listen to me. And, like, kids are like, ooh, okay. okay. And so now they're rowing again, and Sandra Bullock's like, all right, guys, like, we're about to hit the rapids. And uh, for us to survive, one of us needs to take off our blindfold. And then the little girl just very innocently is just like, I'll do it. And it's pretty, like, ooh. Like, she feels like she's got to do this to make up for her mom's, like, to get her mom's love or whatever. Yeah. And so now they're doing the rapids and everything, and it's going crazy. She takes off her blindfold, and Sandra Bullock is trying to row blindly. So they're in the rapids and everything, they survive but get separated, and now Sandra Bulk is looking for her, her kids and is just screaming like, don't take my children, don't take my children, and yay, she finished her arc, she it's her children, <laughs> she, did. she didn't ignore it, and the problem didn't go away, wow, that's great. And we see that the children are tempted, like, all right, just take off your blindfold, take off your blindfold, it's okay. And she's like, Sandra Bullock's like, don't take off your blindfold. And she gets tempted, too, by hearing uh, Rhodes being like, oh, hey, it's okay, we're good. But they're not. So then Sandra Bullock finds the kids, picks them up, and we see behind her that she's being chased by these three, it's like, uh, you know, in... Jurassic Park Lost World where the raptors are going. It's like that where it's like... (laughs) And she's outrunning them. She gets to the community. Playlist that they've been trying to get to. Bangs on the doors like, please, please let us in. Like, you don't have to take me. Just take the children. Take the children. (laughs) And uh, they open up and they, like, stumble in. And they're okay. They're safe. They've made it. Hooray, they did it. They made it. Hurrah! So they get in. They talk to the main guy, Rick. And Rick Grimes? Yes, yes, it's the plot twist. It's all from The Walking Dead. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> let <laughs> well, that's Game of Rose. Sorry. Other twist. <laughs> no, it's this guy, Rick, who is part of the blind community. And he's like, yeah, so, you know, we can't see or anything. And so we live in harmony here. And blah, blah, blah. Sandra Bullock is finally like, wow, like, we're here. She walks out into, like, the courtyard of everything. And Sandra Bullock's doctor shows up, and she's just like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I'm glad to see you had your kids. What are their names? And she's like, well, actually, and she, like, Sandra Bullock sits down, and she goes, like, okay, girl, your name is Olympia for the strongest creative girl I ever knew. <laughs> Olympia something Potter. You were named after the strongest woman I ever knew. And then she turns to Boy, and she's like, Boy, your name is Tom. No real explanation for that, but I mean, also... Monte Yeah, his that's name. his name, so... And then Tom is like, wow, Tom, okay, yeah. Yeah. And we, like, pan up. Everything is gorgeous and really nice lighting, and it's the end of the movie. Hooray. Well, she
1: also releases the birds that have been in her bird box. Oh, yeah. Into the bigger thing with the more birds. Yeah. So...
0: Why was the movie called Bird Box? Uh, they needed a name, and a, a sightless place was <laughs> out. Because <laughs> the birds, like, were not much of a function of the story, really. No, I mean we we only talked about them once or twice, and that was just to be, make sure, like, oh yeah, hey, they uh, they they're birds in this too, just a reminder. Yeah, and it, apparently, that, they were the warning system, so the birds were always aware. I feel like they were more like prevalent in the book. Yeah, probably, but. I wish they had used the birds like how they used water in Jurassic Park, you mm-hmm. know, when the T-Rex is coming and the water's like, dun, dun. Yeah. If they used the birds like that, it would have been much cooler. Like, they try to, but they don't make it as, like, the in bird
1: face about it. The birds it. are always used after something's been noticed. Like, either the leaves rumble or you hear someone talking. Mm-hmm. Like, then the birds start chirping. So it's, like, it's not a very good warning device.
0: No. But that's the yep. movie. Yep, that's Bird Box. Uh, after reviewing, going over it. Still the same thoughts? Yep, or still what? the same thoughts. There's a lot of really dumb stuff
1: that happens. But the suspense is really good. Like, the, the part where the end of the world begins and a, most of the stuff where they're rowing down the river is really tense.
0: Yeah, I agree. After talking to you about it, man, this was, it was a lot more boring than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. I didn't... Re- like, sitting down and talking about the actual story, I realized, like, yeah, man, this is... It really is the direction that does a good job because yeah. the story is very like just meh. It's a tale of two of two movies basically.
1: There's the yeah. the group of survivalists story where you know the Walking Dead esque type of story, mm-hmm. and then it's like the you ever heard of the novel The Road? Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically like that for the other part, and they don't really work that well together. So I think there's a way to do both, but it's however it was written or how it was done just didn't work the same.
0: No, you sort of have to go in either direction. Like, are you making this a post-apocalyptic movie where, like, the first 30 minutes is the zombies going around and, like, oh, how do we do it? How do we beat them? Or are you making it, like, serious, like, quiet place where everything's already happened and you have to deal with it? Like, there's no explanation or anything behind it. But, meh, yeah, we've already said we liked it. Direction's good. Should we just jump into surgery? Yeah, jump so into surgery. Yeah. All right, we're in surgery. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that our new theme, music for surgery? I guess, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to... If you guys want to help us make a theme for surgery, I guess we should... Or music for anything. If anybody's a musician out there, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but what's the first big thing you want to tackle? Uh, okay, so I guess the twist of Sandra Bullock having two kids instead of one? Like, is that even a twist, really? Because it sets it no. up at the beginning, like, oh, there's two kids, but she only thinks she has one. But as the pregnant woman comes in... You know who it is, like, why there are two babies. Yeah. Yeah. And you know this person's gonna die, and I guess... And that is another problem with the whole thing, is, like, we see the five years first, so yeah. why do we care? We know these people are gonna die. Yeah, there's no, there's no point in caring about these people because you know they're either gonna die or be separated, mm-hmm. and, like they're probably going to die. Like, why Why should we even care, like, what Machine Gun Kelly does? Yeah. There are movies that pull off, like, oh, okay, I don't care that I know these people are going to die, built up more suspense because I know they're going to die. Yeah. But these, I don't know why, this movie just doesn't work like that. Well, the point of those movies is not usually,
1: like, the life or death part of it. Uh-huh. There's usually something else going on, whereas the whole point of Bird Box is to survive. Right. So if the whole stakes l- lead up to, are we going to survive? and we know what Sandra Bullock's personality is before and after all this stuff happens, and it's basically the same, there's no point in knowing, like, the character development that she gets with these people, because she doesn't really get any. The only one she gets is Trevante Rhodes, which, you know, they have a very solid relationship, but he's, like, not the... Not the top of most interesting characters within that group.
0: No, I I agree with that. So I guess like how do we change that? What would you want to see happen? Well, we can start with the pregnancy first, and then we can go into the people dying.
1: Ugh, I'm trying to think of what I would do because
0: I think it would be I don't know would it be would
1: it be too dark to have Sandra Bullock like lose the baby and then she takes care of only Olympias. Basically, at that point, like. She she has to elect to take care of this thing, even though even though the one she was gonna have anyway, mm-hmm. like she didn't want, and now she like wants to have this other one. Like I feel like there's some kind of connection she could have there where it shows that she actually cares about people and wants to take care of, uh, and wants to be like a mother. If she's if she can't have her own baby and she's forced to take on this other person's, so I'm saying just to. Although then, I guess the plot kind of doesn't work as well, because then you still need two kids, because you need one to, like, be blindfolded and one to look down the rapids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how specifically to fix it, because it is a very specific story. I'm wondering, like, does Olympia know she's pregnant? Uh, Oh, you're saying that, like, maybe she doesn't know that she's pregnant, and then suddenly one day she, like, has the baby? Yeah. Okay, let's say, how long do you think they're stuck in the house for? Uh, I think the checkup with, for Sandra Bullock was at like
0: seven months or so six or seven oh, months wow. okay yeah so maybe she so, gets a little she gets pregnant a month before everything doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm. and then like as time goes on she's like holy crap like I'm pregnant or yeah. like they don't know until Sandra Bullock <laughs> like they are both could be in sync with yeah. pregnancy <laughs> like oh yeah we're having shit to happen and then maybe they're like what's going on like are, is this the monsters or whatever and then it's like Nope, nope. Uh, I, f- I didn't realize I was pregnant. And and she'll be on that TLC show, I didn't know I was pregnant. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you know, people, some people don't realize they're pregnant. And if you've been through a huge traumatic <laughs> thing like the apocalypse. <laughs> well, what, uh, what exactly does it add to that if she doesn't know that she's pregnant? Like, It's just like a minor twist because... When I see there's two kids in the beginning, and then we see Sandra Bullock, I'm also, like, okay, so she's having twins, but then... So it um, gives it more stakes
1: to know that one of the babies actually isn't hers until, like, when uh, Olympia finally has the baby. Yeah. Like, rather than, like, 20 minutes in when they let her into the house.
0: Yeah, because when they're like, you're pregnant, I'm like, okay, well, I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could have a really good impact, and it gives a lot more to Olympia's character, too. Well, now Sandra Bullock not only has to take care of her kid that she didn't want to have to deal with, she also has to take care of someone else's kid that she, like... Yeah, which she has to do anyway, but she already promised her that she was going to do it, so it would be good of Sandra Bullock to
1: elect to, like, take on this baby instead of, like, I made this dying woman, like, a promise. Yeah. Um, Would you want to keep the structure as it is, like, start five years later intersperse a few five years later scenes and keep it in the past, or would you rather it just go straight chronological?
0: It's hard, because that's what we're saying with... It's two different movies, it feels like, Mm -hmm. and I actually feel like the more interesting stuff is, like, the new apocalyptic stuff where everyone's at the house. Yeah. And I don't know... They would have to indulge a bit more in Sandra Bullock in The Blind kids and stuff and like there's a way to do that like in the quiet place where mm-hmm. it's like you could have a whole movie in there but i didn't see that part of the movie be creative enough or like have interesting ideas to make me want to be like no i want to see more of this so i yeah. don't know i i don't know i prefer the stuff with the kids
1: in the boat and the mm-hmm. river and stuff so i'm sure there could be a way of like getting them there camping and maybe instead of it being like timelines there's like flashbacks to earlier on. Okay. So maybe it's it's mostly in that time, and then there's like a flashback to you know her her and uh her and Tom, uh, doing their thing, and they're like you know I miss Tom or whatever, and uh, it's like well you can't miss him because he's gone, something like that. Or you it's it's you still get the part about Chandra, Sandra Bullock's like stunted feelings mm-hmm. and that she doesn't want to take care of these kids because she's emotionally distant.
0: I think we should compare this to A Quiet Place, not just because it's like a sense that's gone. Mm-hmm. I think definitely story-wise, it's something, if you want to keep in the world that you're saying that we should look into. Yeah. Why do you think this stuff in with boy and girl is more interesting than the apocalyptic stuff? Like, because if, at least within the writing uh, that it was, there was just,
1: again, uh, I mean, it might be different if we never saw the five years later stuff, mm-hmm. because there is just no stakes in the beginning. Uh, the stuff that happens chronologically first, just because we know everyone's gonna die and, like, none of this really matters because the house that they're staying at, they're gonna leave and she's gonna go downstream on a boat. Yeah. So it might just be the fact that I was influenced by that that I didn't like the first part more. Okay. So maybe if we never saw that and it just started with, like, the apocalypse beginning and, like, there's stuff at the hospital and that maybe it would be cooler. But I don't think so because then it, it does get into kind of similar territory of, like, all right, the survivor's trapped in a house. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff... All the stuff we've seen
0: before was all the stuff that was in the house. That's true. Like, we have seen that stuff before, and that's why Quiet Place was so cool and different, because we hadn't <laughs> seen that type of world before. Yeah. For Bird Box, they do just need to have more of those ideas going around. I mean, we get a sense of how they live day to day with the blindfold and, like, it's— it, I like the little scenes where it's like, oh, here's a Pop-Tart. This is what strawberries yeah. taste like. Which, no, that's not what they taste that's like, what strawberry all, but, like That's not okay. what strawberries taste like. Okay, you tried your best. <laughs> fake strawberry tastes like. Uh, yeah, I'm... I do
1: think I want st- to... I think it is best to stick with the... Because also, Sandra Bullock's character, the whole point is that she doesn't attach herself emotionally to people. Mm-hmm. And yet, in the house, the whole time, she's, like, the voice of reason and, like, telling people, no, we shouldn't be assholes. Which doesn't need to be an asshole to be emotionally distant. Uh-huh. But it does seem weird that she, like, cares so much when random people, like, Charlie dies... Or, like, you know, B.D. Wong. It's weird that her arc is being emotionally distant and she just is emotionally connected to everybody, which, you know, not necessarily her
0: fault and could, I think,
1: would be fixed if we didn't have to worry about so many
0: people. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I also, in general, like, let's cut Machine Gun Kelly and the cop. Yeah. They literally don't add to atmosphere story. I only like... The character of Machine Gun Kelly, the, that guy, because yeah. it's Machine Gun Kelly, Yeah, and they then, serve nothing else. Well, they could, I mean, they don't have to, like,
1: go away. They could be, like, you know, other casualties that happen along the way. Yeah. Like, if, if we're going to stick with that story, then they could have, like, I don't know, been part of the group that, like, when Gary, like, attacks everybody, they could just be two, like, secret kills that no one notices. So that just shows that Gary's even more scary than, <laughs> scary Gary <laughs> than he was before.
0: Yeah, no, er, have fun with the deaths, you know? Yeah. Like, we well, know have, it's going to happen. They have great deaths at the beginning. Yeah. There's inter- more entertaining ways to do it, I guess, but it's a little morbid. <laughs> let's, let's see Let's see Final Destination crossover with Bird Box. Oh, yes. Don't look into death. That'd be cool. Also, with the, um, the monsters in general, I think it would be cool instead of, like, looking into their eyes or something, we should have a, a Medusa thing. Where you, like, you can see them in the mirrors or something, (laughs) or, like, if B.B. Wong's thing, I feel like that should work. But then we also would have to see the monsters. Yeah. And if you've seen the designs for the monsters originally, they did not look cool or anything. So you do think we should see the monster, but not the original design? No, yes, yes.
1: Okay, I I kind of agree. I think it would be really cool, like, you know, not to see it throughout the whole movie, but definitely a, a reveal at the end, like Jaws, like, where you don't see it throughout the whole movie. And then at the very end is when you see the shark.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you see parts of it and you hear like the sounds or whatever. Because that's what if you're gonna take away the sense of sight, you need like really intense sound. Like yeah. you need a distinct, like you know how in a hereditary it's the yeah. like Yeah, now I'm sure people are triggered now because so of- that. Triggered. Yeah. Like uh, have the monsters have something like that, like a yeah. distinct noise. Well, it could be just like something, you know,
1: do you ever watch Lost where there's like that little clicky sound that the uh the smoke monster makes. Whole, uh, yeah. The whole time imagining that instead of the weird, like, baby alien creatures that they are, it should just be similar to, like, the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, this, like, weird, uh, like, shadowy energy that, like, when you look into it, because apparently these people see their past for some reason, and the, the shadow, like, shows you your past.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting idea that's not really thought out with the bird box stuff, because the little kids should not be, like, tempted by their past, because they're, like, five years old. Yeah, they've like, also lived in one house forever. Yeah. And, like, they know two people. Like, what kind of, like, I mean, I'm sure there's trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. There's always
0: trauma in life. However. They don't know any better. They think this is just how life is, you know? Yeah. I feel like it'd be an interesting twist if the kids are, like, be- they are able to see everything, and it's, like, cool. They're like, yeah, no, they, uh, they're nice or whatever. Like, they... <laughs> I feel like you need to incorporate, if we're going to do the religious stuff, like, oh, sin, or, like, the seven deadly sins, Mm -hmm. like, maybe adulterers, like, kill themselves, Uh, because, oh, like, they've done this sin, and that's what the whole thing is. That would be interesting. So whatever,
1: like, people think is their greatest, like... Uh, failing, Yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, how
0: they kill themselves or, like, how, different ways that they're affected. Yeah, like, if you are... And you could have literally the seven deadly sins in that house where maybe there's a guy who's fat, so it's, like, gluttonous. And what's another seven, seven deadly sin? Uh, there? There's lust, pride, sloth. Oh, wait, yeah, I guess sloth would be fat, right? No, there's gluttony and sloth. Sloth means you just don't
1: move. like It's very, like, lazy, whereas gluttony is, like, taking in too much stuff. Okay. So, I mean, they could be twins, gluttony and sloth.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I think that is much more interesting to see rather than, like, oh, you just see your past. (laughs) Mom, dad. Because then it's like, oh, cool, you actually did connect this to some religious thing, and if you are pure of heart or whatever, then you can look into the monsters and yeah, you're fine. Because the kids don't know that they've ever done anything wrong. Yeah, unless you're like, oh, original sin, they have not been <laughs>
1: baptized or something like that. Which. That, That's the choice, they have to get baptized. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like that. I like giving, it, giving the thing more of a reason to be there because I do understand why they decided to not explain as much because it, it's the theory that if you know less, it'll it'll things are just as are scarier than anything they could put on screen
0: yeah
1: but there's a a level of not going far enough because Mm -hmm. again similar to jaws yeah they definitely hide they hide everything but they do show and explain things like later on right and that makes the like the reveals even better whereas if you withhold everything like no explanation no nothing because like there's a there's sometimes laziness where people like you know have the newspaper clippings where it's like aliens invade you can't you know look at them or whatever yeah grindelwald
0: is in prison and <laughs> they spin it,
1: but <laughs> that was but, the opening to fantastic
0: beasts <laughs>
1: but if you do those reveals if you do those expositions later mm-hmm. they feel more like reveals rather than exposition
0: right in quiet place they don't really give an explanation of what happened or what's going on it's just like here it is are you fine with that more yeah i'd be fine with that because like that, that's part of just, like, landing in it rather than
1: it being mysterious. Because mm-hmm. you don't really need to know anything else beyond they're aliens, they hunt through sound, and, like, the world has been in chaos for the last five years. That's really all you need. Right. Rather than this random thing where it's like, maybe there are creatures, maybe they are aliens. There's this thing outside, you can't look at it. Why? I don't know. Like, it, it's very, like unnecessarily complex in this, whereas in A Quiet Place, like, see, it's you know, the unfair comparison, but it is the one we have. It, it makes it a lot simpler. It's just, like, you don't... It, it chooses to to explain things in a, in a way that you can get right away, rather than needing these other supplemental materials to explain it to you.
0: Right. I, I think, it, yeah, it is unfair that we have to compare it to Quiet Place, because it's another, you know, sense movie, but... I think it's a fair comparison just because... Comparing
1: what, a good movie to a not good movie. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's less about that and more about the similarities they have and why one does it better than the other.
0: Right. Okay, what else would you want to tackle? I don't
1: know. The main the main thing really was Sandra Bullock's character, mm-hmm. and I still haven't figured out how to tackle that because she really is, like, supposed to be so distant from everybody, and yet she still cares so much about everybody. Right. Like, and I, But I don't want to make her an asshole because then I want to make her still yeah, a, a likable character. Because if, if she's, like distant, like, keeps people away, and, like, you know, she has maybe a moment with each character that's in the house with her. Mm -hmm. Then maybe she, like, opens up a little bit, but as they die, she, like, closes herself off more, and we see that as, like, as the progression. Because we see that with Trevante Rhodes at the end, where he finally dies, and then she's, you know,
0: just like, alright, mission time. Let's do this boy girl. (laughs) It's just so funny. Interesting movie that just pops in my head. What if we looked at this, like, the movie This is the End? With... (laughs) So are we gonna make it a comedy? No, it's not. It's not a comedy. But you see how like you know you care about each of those actors in their spot because they have little moments of like oh they're being funny and yeah. they're like fuck you Franco I'll I'll dump my loads wherever I want to <laughs> and shit like that like because that movie it's similar because it takes place in a house and it's funny end of the world stuff yeah. But we care about the characters a bit more like well I can tell you every character in that movie but that's also because they're, they're all the actors. actors. <laughs> I, I think yeah I think if
1: instead of just giving like ev- all of them like random moments uh-huh. tying them all to Sandra Bullock would be the, like the move mm-hmm. so that you learn a little bit about each of them from you know each thing like maybe because uh, Machine Gun Kelly says something about like oh his patients do this all the time so I think he's like a therapist or something. Oh what Well he really? says something about patients so maybe he's a nurse or something too Wow. <laughs> I don't know. He, it's very it's,
0: stretching it, my disbelief there, guys. <laughs> it's mentioned very,
1: very briefly. Okay. And he's also popping pills, so I assume it's something where he could get access to that kind of stuff. Okay. So maybe, like, at some point, someone gets sick, and Sandra Bullock and him, you know, either have to go to a hospital, or she, like, has to force him to give her the pills, and then, you know, you learn, oh, he's, you know, I've had this addiction for a while, actually became, you know a nurse so that I could have access to these things and you know she's like well you know you don't need this stuff and it could be a very brief scene she it has to be a moment with the old lady
0: because she has the old lady has nothing yeah well what do you think of the idea that everyone that is there is like in Sandra Bullock's life before like she's having a baby shower Mm -hmm. or something oh and uh we still have Olympia come in and she's like the audience's eyes like new perspective like oh like i don't understand why is these family politics like this or that mm-hmm. and so maybe you were able to confront more like family issues there if everybody is either related or like friends from before yeah i guess that makes it way
1: darker when they get killed off true but it does kind of make it cool yeah uh yeah, I think, that would, I think that would work if it was, like, structured a little bit differently. Because mm-hmm. the way that they structure it, it's one of those things where it's, like, the chaos is happening outside and everybody just runs into one house. Right. So I guess if it was less chaotic at the beginning, then maybe it would make more sense for all of them to be in that house. Because if, if the end of the world is happening, I'm sure a lot of people would just leave and go back to wherever they live. Yeah. So it would either have to be less chaotic or everything would just have to happen at once. That would
0: make them not able to leave the house at all. You could have just random cars drive into the house and then like it's like they have to go in and everything's crazy and stuff. And so maybe part of the family or friends gets lost and they go into this other house, so it's just like three or four of Sandra Bullock's friends family and they try and hash things out. Stuff like that with strangers. I think that could be good. I wouldn't I think that one I would want to
1: know more about like who these other characters are, like if they're similar to the ones we already interact with. Because the ones that we have like They've got the beginnings of personalities. Uh-huh. They're just never fleshed out. I would want to I would want to see these characters fleshed out more first before trying to dive into creating whole new characters and like trying to give them different dynamics. Yeah. But I do I do like the idea. I think maybe maybe not for Bird Box, but maybe for Rat Tunnel. Uh, the sequel to Bird Box. Okay, uh, Rat they lose their sense of taste exactly,
0: in. and then that's that's when all the, the people come together for like the baby shower or whatever. Okay. Oh man, Sandra Bullock can't get a can't get a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another w- interesting idea I was curious about is like you know when they tie B.B. Wong up or he ties himself up and then he kills himself. What if he doesn't kill himself? So now he has the Bird Box eyes and everything, but they are able to interrogate him. Well, that's honestly what
1: I was hoping for. Actually, if we're gonna go back to the end with uh, with the kids, uh-huh. where a girl has to take off her blindfold and like look at things, like what if she sees the thing, and she gets bird box eyes, and she, like Sandra Bullock has to like keep her alive, so she's just tied up all the time, or like she's trying to that's kill. Dark. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was kind of
0: similar with B D Wong. That if you end up doing that, well, at least B D Wong is like you know an old man who's, like, lived his life and not a yeah teen, and not a five-year-old. True.
1: I mean, if it is B.D. Wong, then it does make sense, or makes it kind of cool that, like, you would just have this bird box character just, like, begging for them to let him go so he could go, you know, go to the light or go, you know, see his family, because then we could get a lot more explanation out
0: of what these things do. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, where we hear, we understand a bit more, and we can, like, ask questions about, to Beedie Wong, about, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so, like, tell me this, tell me that, and he goes in to give us details there. It's a really good idea. I don't know why they didn't do that. It's a really good part. Of, that's a cool part of the story. Hey, we needed B.B. Wong to flip a table and hit his head <laughs> flip, on bricks. Flip a table with just the power of the force. Yes. <laughs> he injected himself with dino DNA, and now he's... Now he is the dino. Yes. Jurassic World 3. Uh is there anything else you would want to touch up on?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, again, the movie is so specific on its own that like it really is just like finding finding the ways to make the things that don't work like work better. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of the stuff in the house.
0: Uh, I'm not disagreeing. I can't think of anything else I would really want to tackle.
1: No, uh, so it's a, it's some simple stuff. It's trying to streamline the plot to either focus more on the house or focus more on the the boat stuff. You can still keep both, I guess, but really the narrow the focus a little bit more i think this movie would be a lot
0: cooler if it had daredevil in it <laughs> <laughs> extraordinary people who can't see yeah. There's so many great crossovers <laughs> <with Brickbox. laughs> what if what if the whole blind institution was run by daredevil, daredevil. Yeah. yeah think about that he's like yeah I'll go out and kill them at night it's like Urgh. this is what season four of daredevil could have been be yes yeah. nice. uh, honestly this wouldn't be the worst like idea for a movie for Daredevil? Like, one of those, like, comic arcs or whatever? Yeah. I mean, listen, both things are Netflix properties. I
1: mean, for how much longer, I guess? But, yeah. (laughs) Cry. Those are all good things. Uh, I guess if we're done with surgery, uh, uh, what do you think about Netflix movies just as a whole? Like, how do you feel about specifically this one being released as, like, a Netflix thing, like, at Christmas?
0: And just the idea of them releasing, like, these huge budget movies... They are usually pretty bad. <laughs> I don't... I can't think of any Netflix movie that I have watched that I really enjoyed. Because, like, well, I've watched... I, I did, and maybe we'll talk about this next time. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> no, I didn't... I did not like that I know, movie. and we'll, um, we'll get... That'll be, That's... Spoilers for next week. We'll get to that one. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll t- come back on that in a second, but... but yeah, Bird Box, uh, Cloverfield... Yeah, you didn't like Cloverfield, Paradox. I watched the Adam Sandler Ridiculous 6, which Ooh. is not great. I watched the Adam Sandler movie The Do-Over with David Spade, which uh, is not good. There was, a, there was like, a, a decent one. Like, there's a
1: Alex Strangelove, which is kind of, like, unfortunately similar with Netflix. They always put something out right after. So Love, Simon came out, and then a couple months later, this movie Alex Strangelove, which is very similar, uh, okay. came out. And uh, to be honest, it's not as good as uh, Love, Simon, but like it was solid. So I I just think that Netflix hasn't released
0: a great movie except for the one that we're vaguely not talking about right now. Yeah. I just Netflix and Amazon in a way too are really changing the game right now with mm-hmm. especially indie films where Sundance just ended a couple weeks ago and I know a lot of the a lot of the studios are really pissed at Netflix and Amazon because they will say this movie is like two to three million dollars they made it the studio is willing to pay five million to buy it but then netflix and amazon come in they're like it's 15 million do you want it or not and people are like it's indie yeah. directors so they're like hell yeah i'm gonna take the best deal but the thing is netflix and amazon don't have the same risks to go into that other studios have so like a Warner brothers or universal are like all right we're gonna buy this movie then we have to work on P and And then this is our point of where we're going to make profits and stuff. Mm -hmm. Netflix and Amazon are just trying to get subscriptions. So they'll just dump off a movie and be like, here it is. It's got good reviews. Go watch it. And it's, a, it's just a library, so like people are already on
1: their service already. Like right. Warner Brothers has to convince someone to go to a, a theater that's not
0: owned by Warner Brothers to go see their property. Yes. But if it's Netflix, it's just there, and most people are just on it already. Yeah, and it's Amazon's literally just like get Prime, get the two day, two day shipping. Yep. Like, and here's another Merchant by the Sea or whatever. Different conversation, <laughs> but I do worry about small independent like Sundance and slam dance or whatever and yeah i think though i think it's a worry but i don't i think it's more of a
1: short-term problem that i do think the studios and the streaming services will figure out at some point just because streaming will because i also none of the movies that i included in the list were like festival movies that were acquisitions because i don't count those as netflix releases yeah like, but they purchase them they do purchase them and they stamp their label on it because they are the distributor for it because uh, there's a movie uh i don't feel at home in this world anymore which was a festival We said it was really good, like, two years ago, Yeah. and Netflix put it out, and I thought that was really good, but I'm not counting that, because it was its own thing that wasn't, like, made by Netflix.
0: Yeah, I. it isn't made by Netflix. I went on a, yeah. just, a weird, not weird, but something that just recently happened that I know studios are not happy about <laughs> at all. Because studios, if they're going to buy a independent film, they can't make money if they're making giving this guy fifteen yeah. million dollars on a well, they tried with uh, what was it, The Birth of a Nation, where they <sighs> Fox Search like ju-
1: like dumped so much money to acquire that and it made nothing. Yeah. Like, that's, a so, story, but, it's, yeah it's that's a different story, but uh, it's it's a different story, but that's that's kind of the, the cautionary tale is like spending a lot of
0: money on these indie titles really hoping that they'll be the next big thing. And they might not be. Yeah. In general, I don't think Netflix originals are that great. The T V shows are a lot better. They still have like Really good stuff on the service. Just their original movies, they just keep pushing them out. Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like that's kind of part of it, where it's uh, not enough oversight. Yeah, some people get mad that studios overnote them, where I think Netflix doesn't note them enough.
0: It's like the um, South Park joke, where it's like, "Hello, Netflix, your green light. What's your idea?" And <laughs> yes. <laughs> anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I'm trying to think. You gonna
1: read the book Bird Box now?
0: No. <laughs> I have no interest in doing that. I will read or I'll watch a video on YouTube that's like, what's the difference between Bird Box and the book? Yeah. I've read, I read one thing on, uh, shoot, where was it? On a one site that was like, there's one scene where it's Sandra Bullock's character and she just has these kids and she's debating about blinding them purposely, which like, damn. Wow. She doesn't do it, but still that went through your head. I (laughs) I guess someone also watched The Lobster, so. Oh God. Okay, I've uh, never seen the lobster. You haven't seen the lobster? No. Sorry, guys. Spoilers <laughs> for the movie. Nobody saw the lobster. <laughs> so, if you guys like what we're playing, what we're making, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at just Doctor Script. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you have anything you want us to review or say at uh, Dr Script Podcast. It's Doctor like Dr Script Podcast. And yeah, yeah leave us, a, leave us a review on iTunes or just leave
1: the stars that you feel are appropriate to our skills. Uh, we really appreciate each and every review, every five stars, even some four stars, but five, <laughs> five stars,
0: please. Yeah, if you guys tweet at us or anything, we'll probably talk about it in the podcast. So like mm-hmm. yeah, we like seeing that stuff because um, you know it's nice to see that people are listening and uh, we want feedback, good or bad, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's tease next week. Well,
1: let's just say that uh, while this week might have been simply a bird box,
0: next week is a little more prestigious. Yes. A little prestigious in predicting. I guess we can just say it. We, we're going to do the Oscars next week. Yeah. We're going to do an Oscar prediction show, talk about our what we think will win, why it's going to win, and blah, blah, blah. Then we will also do our top 10 films of the year mm-hmm. you can, of 2018. And some worse films that, if you listen, you probably know what's on my list on that. so oh, yeah. <laughs> but looking forward to that one, guys. Yes. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. See you soon. Uh, we're taking our blindfolds off now. Oh, God. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Dad. Dad? <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.